flowing of the blood of Jesus Christ in this service. There's an anointing here, Pastor Jason. Amen. And so before this service is over, I have asked, and I believe that God has assured me, there's going to be deliverance. There's going to be answer. Some of you that are struggling financially, God's going to make a way for you. He's going to help you. Amen. In this service, it's going to start here. Praise the Lord. So very honored to have Brother Tubb with us. Many of you know he is my brother-in-law. <clears throat> so some things you just have to do because they're your brother-in-law. <clears throat> but this is kind of a different relationship. In, in a sense, he is closer to me than my blood brothers. Now, there's a blood relationship that, of course, is different. You know that. He's got brothers. But he and I have a, have a, a friendship that, that has been going on for about 30 years. Since about when I met my wife, 31, somewhere in there. And we've got, through the years, we've got closer and closer and closer. And uh, we, we share a lot of biblical things and speak faith to each other over the years and, and uh, prayed for each other. And so it is, it is a thrill that he is here this Sunday. So appreciate that, the message in the early service. And he's going to come right now, and he's going to kind of introduce you and, and uh, lay out uh, just for a couple of minutes about, uh, about communion. If you would, Brother Tubb, come. And uh, <clears throat> praise the Lord. You respond to the Lord. You all are wonderful people of God. You have put up with my brother-in-law for a long time. It is desired by honest-hearted people that when we come to this moment, particularly this moment, as in any service or any time of fellowship with God, it is desired by people of God that we would traffic in the supernatural. It is not only desired by good people of God, it is expected by the Almighty God that when we enter in these doors into the presence of God, we enter into an encounter that the world cannot duplicate. And that the world has no real substitute for. Understand that? We are partaking of the, the juice, the wafer. And uh, <clears throat> we are doing it in honor of our Lord. From the time that Israel came out of Egypt, they were commanded every year to roast the lamb eat the Passover lamb to remember where they came from and what power had delivered them 
So on the night that Jesus celebrated the Passover with his disciples, he did something that was so familiar with all of them. It was sweet. It had nostalgia. It was a warm remembrance that they were God's people. But after that meal, he did something that had never been done before. The Bible said, first of all, he took he took the cup and he said, I want you to drink, you all, I want you to drink of it. This is my blood in a New Testament that is given for you. And then he took the wafer and the bread and, and uh, he said, take, eat, this is my body that was broken, that is for you. Understand, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible tells us that there was not, not a bone broken in his body. Not a bone. It was years later when Paul was writing to the Corinthian church, he said, I, I want to remind you of something. You know how that after they had had the supper, the Lord laid aside uh, his robe, put on the towel, and he began the act of the greatest humility. And that is of washing the feet of those around him. That's one of the most uh, abasing things that you can do. And it is done out of the love. And then he said, you remember how that he reminded them. And he said, take, eat, this is my body. And he said, drink this, this is my blood. And he said, as often as you do this, you do show forth, or you remind yourselves of what really happened at the cross. You remind yourself there's not one sin that wasn't covered by the blood. Not one. <clears throat> His body that was broken, it was not the bones, it was the skin and the meat that was flayed off of his back. And he said, by my stripes, you are healed. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what God wants to happen. If you have an affliction in your body, when you partake of the wafer, you're partaking healing to your body. If you have a condemnation or if you have a nagging, if the devil drags up your yesterday and tries to convince you that you're damaged goods, that you'll never be free of your past. When you take that juice, you say every sin has been cleansed. Do you feel what I feel? There is a sovereign power of the Holy God in this house. Pastor said it well. Somebody's going to get a healing today. And if you don't feel a need for healing in your body, when you take it, you mentally tell God, I'm taking this for my wife, my husband, my son, my, somebody that you're standing as a representative for. Because I'm telling you, there's not 
one disease not covered by his broken body. There is not one sin not covered by his blood. And he said, if you eat or drink unworthily, you eat and drink damnation. Let me tell you what that means. The only thing that would make you unworthy is if you have unrepented sin. That's why we're going to pray before we take it. Lord, if there's anything, your blood covered it, forgive me. You got that? And the other is, we're not going to take this in some glib manner that some churches do every, uh, we're not going to do this in an unworthy manner. We're going to acknowledge every sin is covered. Every sin. And we're going to acknowledge that every disease has met its match in the broken body. Is that all right? Somebody's going to get a healing. I, 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 I concur. There's such a powerful spirit here. I'm going to prophesy a minute. God's going to fill this church by the power that works through you this year. You're going to see miracles in this church greater than any you have ever seen this year because of the power that God is turning loose. He has found a church that will let him be God. Hallelujah. Somebody say, it will happen. And, and, and I don't know exactly why, but I am supposed to tell you this little story. I just felt God tell me I should a while ago. A few years ago, it was on a Sunday morning, I was sitting in a church in Fort Lauderdale. It was a Jamaican church. And the dear Jamaican people, they start about 9.30, and, and there'll be half a dozen of them, and they'll just start singing and tambourine and worship. And then people just keep coming, coming. And uh, they'll go till about 2 o'clock. So I was supposed to preach, and I knew it was going to be a while before that I would ever come to the pulpit. So I was just sitting, watching the building. It mostly filled up by that time. It was still filling up, and and the choir was singing. And I felt a tap on the shoulder, and they called me Pastor Tubb. And they said, Pastor Tubb, would you come? And one of the elders of the church carried me back to back room and and, uh, there in that room was three or four of the elders of the church and in that room was a Jamaican mama um, and it was easy to see that she was just crushed standing in front of her with her shoulders back and her head erect was a young Jamaican girl probably at the most 14 and she had had issues with her daughter and she had brought her to the elders of the church and um, they had done everything they could do couldn't change her mind what the deal was her older brother she was that age she was rebelling a little bit against her mom's authority mom a single mother her older brother had left home was living on the streets was peddling drugs and when the little girl the younger girl who was just really becoming a woman when she had had a cross with her mom he said you don't have to put up with that you come live with me I'll take care of you. You can work the streets. You can make a lot of money. We'll have a lot of fun, a lot of parties. And she, he painted his sister a picture like the devil always paints. And that mom was so distraught, and she had brought her daughter to these men. 
And they had, in the hope that they would counsel her and that they could, and they had done everything they could do. And she was still standing there with her head erect, her eyes glaring. She wanted no part of it. I have two daughters. They had brought her in the hope that a, a white man, a pastor who maybe had a little persuasion. I looked at that girl and she looked back at me. And I'm going to tell you, folks, I didn't know this girl. What happened to this girl, it wasn't going to change what I had for lunch or when I got in my car and drove back to Missouri. It, it really wasn't going to affect me. But out of nowhere, something broke in me so quick and so strong. I couldn't, I, I, it happened so quick I couldn't even help myself. I reached out and I grabbed this girl and I held her to me and I said, baby, it doesn't have to be this way. God has something better for your life. And we wept and we prayed. It was after the fact that I said, God, what, what happened there? What happened to me? Because in any other setting, my, my, it would have seemed inappropriate for me to embrace this little kid. This, she's almost as tall as I was. And I'm going to tell you what the Lord said to me and what I've got to say to you. He said, in a few minutes... You were going to go out there and you were going to preach to about between four and five hundred people. And he said, I didn't want you in that pulpit unless you could love them the way I love them. And I wanted you to feel what I feel for the people that sit in this room. And I've got to tell somebody, you have no idea how much the Lord loves you this morning. You have no idea how powerful this spiritual encounter is going to be in your life. I'm going to tell you how much I believe this. I believe this so strong, my wife can verify, on a number of occasions after she and I have prayed together in our home, we take communion just us and God. Just reminding him that we remember all of our sins are forgiven. What a feeling. And that all of our diseases have been mastered by his broken body. Shall we stand? If you're feeling a sense of condemnation, I just simply want you to say, Father, I ask you to forgive me. If there's anything that I know or don't know, forgive me. And let me feel how much you love me today. The Holy Ghost wants to speak to this congregation. Give yourself to the Holy Ghost a minute.
Somebody's going to get healed. on, yield to the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah, Father. Oh, Father. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Yes. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. 